When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. All right, welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. Zolgad uh, at the XL Energy Center where the Wild just lost 5-2 in a very disappointing game three of their playoff series against the Golden Knights. Declan Goff running the show back uh, from his uh, abode in Minneapolis. Um, and Declan, I think there's there's two main points. Oh, what do we got there? Hold on a second. A, a little tequila on the rock, and I think I got enough for a second glass, but I, I, I'm not 100% sure. I'm not well, 100% you drink sure. as much as you need because I'm sober. So I'll drive. I'll drive the show. You enjoy the night. Um, so I think there's two main points to, to get to right away, and I'm guessing that we're going to have uh, plenty of people that would like to join us on what's going to become Wild Vent Line. Uh, two main talking points I'd like to broach to you and then get you to respond, and if we want to start taking people quickly. That's cool with me. Uh, first main point is the first period the Wild came out and looked absolutely fantastic. They had a huge jump. They took a lead. It was it should have been three rip. Uh, they lost a goal that Erickson X scored his second of the game or should have been his second of the game because of the fact that Kevin Fiala um, was hooked. And because of that, Bukestad was offside. If Fiala's not hooked on that play, Bukestad's not offside. And the Wild gets that third goal. Um, the officiating throughout the game was poor. We could certainly talk about that. But I just urge you to think about this before we start to rip the officials apart. From the time Mark Stone scored Vegas's first goal of the game, which at the time made it 2-1 to one at 8.39 in the second period, until the end of this game, the Wild disappeared. I have no idea where they went. I'm looking at the, the scoreboard right now, Declan. The mm-hmm. final shots, 40-16. to 16. 40 to 16 in this game. The Wild in the first period outshot the Golden Knights 7 to 4. 40 to 16. So for the rest of that game, they had what? Nine shots on goal. There were chunks of time they didn't have shots. So so we can certainly if you're upset at the officials, we will sit here and listen to it and we can talk about that. But this is a wild meltdown that is really disappointing to me because this team came out with jump and with spark and everything about the new look wild to me in the first period was on display and after stone scored it was gone and i don't know where it went yeah look the referees were atrocious tonight i don't think that's a hot take by any means they did not play a good game but at the end of the day in the last 40 minutes of this game uh you only had nine shots on net Nine shots on net after an amazing start through to the first 15 minutes. You figured out flower. Flower wasn't as strong in the first 15. You, you, you saw cracks in the flower, if you will, and you were able to attack it. And then as the game wore on, and I understand that that third goal, I mean, that's offsides and it's ticky-tack because it was before the play and there was also a penalty that was happening, but th- that's, that's the rules, man. That's where we're at right now. If you want to complain about the refs, I will hear you. And in fact, if you have problems with the refs and if you think they were a bigger factor in tonight's loss, email me vikingsventline at gmail.com this is a safe space by the way that's not yeah. a uh, not a threat by any means this is a safe space this is a we therapeutic space no mocking here we are the only show who brings you on the screen with us there is no audio here you want to come on you want to crack a seltzer a tequila a beer whatever a kool-aid keep it clean, keep it clean. and the only request we have Don't is you swear. please keep the calls clean to the best of your ability so if you want to get in on the show we see you on youtube Facebook, Twitter. This is Score North MN. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Email me VikingsVentland at gmail.com if you have problems. So, yeah, the, those were the two things we did see in the third period, and it didn't work out great. Kaprizov and Fiala, Declan Goff, were teamed up at times with uh, Victor Rask. There was a brief time that they were with um, Erickson Eck on a shift change. 
it's the the lines were definitely put into flux when Marcus Johansson got hurt um, driving to the net in I believe that was the first period. Is that yes, first period? Uh, he did not return. He obviously is almost certainly not going to play in game um, four on Saturday. It looks like a can I say I don't think it's upper body. I don't think it's lower. I think it's mid. It looked like the ribs or his wrist or something. Um, and so they're going to have to substitute either Matthew Boldy and or Zach Parisi in for Johansson. And that was a play. I don't get how that's not called. I, I mean, Marcus Johansson was tripped. A stick was put in his skate and he tripped and he fell and crashed heavily into the goal, and he was hurt. So I don't get that. Um, but I just – I'm coming back to the fact that the Wild did not play a great game. I watched – or I'll rephrase. They played a horse bleep game for the final two periods. Um, I watched Caprizov pretty closely tonight. I did not see the ordinary spark and flare there. A bit disappointing because uh, I, I didn't really see a reason for it. I mean, he's being slowed down, but a mm-hmm. lot of guys are. Um, I was hoping third period down by down by a goal. It felt like more. So after two periods, the Wild was so bad in the second period. In fact, I'm trying to see here. Shots were uh, 19 to 8. So the Wild, Declan Goff, was so bad in the second period that it felt like they were down by like two or three going into the third. They weren't. They were down by a goal at that time. And I was hoping that we would see a spark from Kaprizov coming out in the third period. We really did not. So if, if you've got more to say, go ahead. If not, Let's start to uh, yeah. get some folks in and get their reaction to the Wilds' 5-2 game three loss. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, we, we see some people pounding this room here, by the way. Thank you guys for joining us. AJ, you'll start us off here in just a little bit. Um, yeah, I, it, I thought Kaprizov in the first few shifts looked strong, and this was a game for him to come out and show off and show that this is his team and it's a coming out party and he is the best damn player on the ice, period. And it was a little bit of a slow start there. Uh, but... Then you saw Joel Eriks Neck get another big time goal. Again, this guy just keeps blossoming, and you're thinking everything's coming up aces here, right? Everything's coming up wild. This is going to be a great game. Flower is not the same guy he was yep. in Vegas. And then there's some bad calls. I get it. Talbot was amazing tonight. This game could have been completely more lopsided than it was. Talbot was zero part of the problem uh, this evening. But yeah, a tough one to follow. And now you're down two games to one. Where was the four check in the final two periods, too? The shots were so few because the Wild could not for the life of them. And and credit to the Golden Knights. I get that, okay? But you're a playoff team. You're a good team. Where's your forecheck? Marcus Foligno worked his ass off. And in the third period, he made plays. Now, now, unfortunately, he's not skilled enough to finish the plays that he can make at times, Dex. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he was working his butt off there and made some nice plays. But overall, for game three of a playoff series, in your first home playoff game since April of 2018, I did not see the type of effort that you want. And and what's really weird is I saw it for a period. Like, yeah. it was there for a period, and then it disappeared. But the Golden Knights did a very good job, um, especially in the final period, I thought. But it started in the second, of chipping the puck out off the half wall um, and trying to limit the wild chances by doing that and basically just getting the puck to, to center ice. It's not sexy and it's not fun, but it's effective. But nonetheless, if you're the wild, you got to get in there more often. And, and they struggled with that very facet of their game in the first period of game one. And that's when starting in the second period on Sunday decks in game one, that's when they started to send the defenseman in more to bolster the four check to get in the face of the golden Knights more often to try and retain possession. And that worked. And it's sort of like tonight, it disappeared. It, yep. And I don't know where it went, but, I mean, you have to establish that. And I just don't understand how you come out in the first period and basically are flying around and looking fantastic. And, I mean, you're thinking to yourself, this is really impressive. And then it doesn't just sort of go away in the second period. And to your point, after the third goal was disallowed, the echo because of the offside, it didn't just sort of disappear. It completely did. Yep. It completely did, yes. And as Jack says, a classic Minnesota sports moment, very disappointing. Unfortunately, Jack's exactly right. I mean, that's really disappointing. This team has more. That's old school. What we saw tonight was the wild circa 2017 and 18. Yeah. Not not these guys. So, All right, we have a full 
room here on Bent Line with Declan Goff and Judd Zolgad here. So we're gonna we're gonna turn it over to you guys. We have a full room. Other guests are trying to pile in. I will send oh, no. out invites as we go here. So we're gonna try to sh- roll off a bunch of guests to start. We'll kick things off with AJ. AJ, what's up, dude? You are kicking things off on Wild Bent Line. What's going on? Not a whole lot. Uh, I just want to say thanks for having me, guys. Haven't been listening to you guys for too long, but absolutely love what you guys do. Thanks, man. Um, I, you know, I, I can't disagree with anything you guys said. The Wild did not play well by any means, but at the same time, you look at the officiating of the game, and it, it just it, it pisses me off. I mean, uh, it's just been a, it, to me, it's been a thing across the league, and it's not just a Minnesota thing. I mean, that that no call on the on the Matt Dumba trip simply because Vegas already has a penalty. Like that's just why. Yeah, I, the officials were bad too. Like I'm, I'm not excusing them. They, they had a terrible night. Um, but I, I'm just more concerned from a wild standpoint about the last two periods and what we saw and how they just sort of disappeared. Like that's what I don't understand. Like I get it, the officials weren't good, and and you know what? There might be a possible scenario in which we could have a discussion, AJ, about the fact the officials stunk and it, it helped cost the wild the game. But when you just sort of disappear in the final two periods it's really bizarre and and i guess i don't get it because in the first 20 minutes of this game i was so damn impressed like i was thinking to myself this is as well as i've seen them play and they're a good team but that was as complete as you're gonna get and then it just and then they got some calls that didn't go their way and it's sort of like they're like okay we're sort of done now um and it never came back like third period i thought okay you know caprice off or somebody it never came back so i'm scratching my head about that one yeah, I mean, in, in the first period, I almost jumped out of my seat with how quick we scored. I thought that's exactly what we needed. We, need, we needed to get on them quick, get on them hard, get those greasy goals like you guys have been talking about, and excited first period. And then, yeah, once that uh, first 20 minutes ended, it just all fell apart. It's, yep, bizarre. Thank you, man. AJ, great stuff, man. Appreciate Thanks for supporting. Appreciate Join you. Join us again. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the refs the refs stink, man. The refs definitely stunk tonight, but at the same time, you, you also um, you beat yourselves a little bit. You certainly beat yourselves tonight. What do you got we there? Had, Wes McCauley yep. was one ref, and he's like my age. Like, yeah, I love Wes. He's been around since I was a kid. And uh, Francois St. Laurent, who I believe is a veteran official too. Great name. So, Oh, yeah, that's a hockey name. But anyway, let's keep the All right. viewer comments going. Let's keep it going. Let's go to Nick. Nick, what's up, man? Welcome back to Wild Vent Line. Oh, uh, thanks. Um, so I guess my observation is we – I mean, I'm sure there will be a lot of takes on the refs. But I think my more observation is that little cuteness that's I know has been referred to in the past a lot, and I felt like I saw it a lot with Zuccarello again, Kaprizov, Fiala. Um, there was just like a lack of physicality, in my opinion, which the Wild needed. And I'd love your opinion on that. I would agree completely, and and to me that really uh, showed up with in the final two periods the lack of a forecheck. Like where was mm-hmm. where were more guys like Polino? Um, I just don't understand. Like that that's the whole thing about a playoff game. This this series until tonight has been great fun, right? But yeah. I mean the foundation the foundation of success in the playoffs in this league is built on hard work, grinding, greasy goals. Like if it turns out to be a fun game, that's fantastic from a fan's point of view. But from a player's point of view, like you're supposed to get beat up. It's it's hell. That's what makes this fun. And it was like the last two periods, we were watching a wild Ducks game in January. Um, I can't explain it. I didn't think Brodeen was especially strong tonight, and he's ordinarily just so solid and so good. Uh, the fourth goal was Spurgeon got turned around and lost the puck. And mm-hmm. I think it was Carlson went down the left wing side and scored on a wrist shot on Talbot. So you nailed it. You're right. And, but that's what I can't explain. And, you know, to go back to my point, if this happens in January or February against the Ducks or Sharks, you're like, well, that's not a great look. But I guess I sort of get it. Mm-hmm. But tonight, you can't have that. That can't happen. That can't happen. And it's got to be everybody's hitting. Everybody is going into forecheck. Everybody is working their ass off. And I really felt by the third period it was a few guys, Foligno for sure, and a few guys. But yep. the overall the overall tone or physicality that this team is going to need to win. I, I mean, the Golden Knights aren't the Blues, but they're a tough enough club. So, a great point. No, and I mean, I just 
the second period, I noticed I'm like, Zuccarello's just feeding it out, feeding it out. And it's like giveaway after giveaway. And I was, I don't know, I was losing my mind. And I'd love to start the convo already. Do you think they make the move to Matt Boldy? I think Judd. Yeah, I think Judd might have frozen there. We'll get him back in a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know, Nick, I, I think you might have to, especially with the skill. I mean, the, the Vegas was basically uh, out finessing you all, all game long, right? Seven yeah. shots through the through the last – or nine shots through the last two periods of the game. And unfortunately, um, you need more skilled players. Like Alex Tuck was just uh, – is, is daggering you, right? Like he's absolutely oh daggering God. you up and down the ice. It, it's, it's almost painful to see. You need to match that skill with some more – more legitimate talent, and I think calling up Boldy is is probably something you have to consider. I would do it before Parisi, but I, I think the coaching staff might lean Zach before the rookie Boldy. No, and I guess I wouldn't really disagree with them, and I think that's something I've tried to keep in mind is we don't have the skill, and I've said this to people I talk to, in my opinion at least. The skill's not there, and I don't know if it's a year or two out still. Right. But yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, guys. Nick. Appreciate it, man. This is uh, Wild Bentline. Judd is at the XL Energy Center. I think uh, Dean Ebsen might have yanked him off, or Bill Guerin might have yanked him off. He wants to get his takes on the show. I'm just kidding. I, I wish that was the case. Uh, just doing a little quick reset here. This is Judd's Hockey Show. It's Wild Bentline on Score North. We're live on YouTube, on Facebook, and Twitter. If this is the first time you discovered us on YouTube, thank you. Hit that subscribe button. If you want to get in and have some wild takes um, on this game, Shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. we got a full room of guests here. We'll keep them rolling, though. We'll keep them rolling down. Let's now go to Alec. Alec, what's up, dude? You're on Wild Ventline. Hey, Declan. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Uh, so I'll go with a couple negatives here, and then I'll go to some positives. Okay. Because um, <clears throat> we all saw the same game, but I, I guess the first thing would be going going into this you know, series, everyone – a lot of the fans are saying all this, oh, this team is different. This team looks different. It just feels different. Mm-hmm. Where? <laughs> now, I mean, now we can say in what area other than the couple of star pieces that you do have um, to go forward. Um, the other thing is a part of that second, you know, other. the thing is about the officiating is refs are going to ref, right? Sometimes they're going to be on it and sometimes they're not. Good teams can outcome that sort of thing, usually. And so that's where I don't really love that whole, well, the refs screwed us, you know, that type of thing. Um, They really shot themselves in the foot, it seemed. Like, it seemed like from the time Mark Stone scored that goal, they tried to hit the home run pass almost every single time. And they were kind of like, can we just hit this home run pass and score a nice, you know, little breakaway goal and so we don't have to work very hard anymore? It's kind of what it felt like. Um the other negative is this let's but it's sort of a positive i know when we go into playoff time every year fans sort of reset and they go and they try to hype themselves up right because it's the playoffs and everything can happen Mm -hmm. but if we just kind of dial that back for a second we should know that on paper even that vegas is a better team this is a much better team anyway and so this is i don't care how this series ends if it ends in five, six, or seven, they are a better team. Yep. So the only thing now um, that I'll say kind of as a positive to give hope going going into the next couple of games and into the offseason is what, what the Wild have now that I don't think we've had before is a really aggressive, in a good way, general manager that is going to make sure that the heads that need to roll are going to roll. And what I mean by that is Victor Rask, you know, Marcus Johansson, we talk about it all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm saying this right now. Those guys are not going to be here next year. I'm, that's, that's not even a hot take. I just think that's true. Yep. Matt Dumba. I, um, I like what he brings offensively. He's a terrible defender. Um, he was on the, he was on the uh, goal for, or he was on the ice for, I think all those goals. And, um, but, and this is the, I'll leave you with this. Before coming, you know, coming in the series, I was against the idea of the whole Eichel trade rumor. Now watching this, I am much more inclined to give up some pieces to make it done because it looks like there may be an Eichel plus the depth plus that you know right. bottom depth um, to really make a run. But uh, that's it. 
Uh, thanks for having me on. Alec, great call. Great takes there. Yeah, Judd, right before you popped off there, he was saying how, you know, we, we, you and I have been saying this isn't the same old wild, right? It's, it's a new wild. Well, these last two games, it, it feels like the old guard, right? It feels kind of like the old guard. It's, it's not completely there. It's not, I the, feel it's like not, did. Yeah, it felt like a little bit more not tonight game, than game two. Not game two. Correct. Um, but he brings good points, man. Look, you know, Vegas is a better team than you. They have more depth than you, but you need to match that skill. Um, I also he also asked if uh, maybe Matt Boldy could possibly get called up as well to try to match it as uh, to try to go toe to toe. He's here. Yeah, he's here now. I mean, he is he's here called now. up. He he and and like eight guys from the uh, Iowa Wild are here and we're at the game tonight. So I mean, putting Boldy in would be as as simple as saying he's not being scratched for uh, Saturday's game four. Now the question becomes: Do you do that to Parisi? Do they put Parisi in? I I can't believe. Johansson's going to come back and play. And I don't think, you know, if this is anything that they would try and rush him back, he's not that important a player. So is it Parisi or Boldy? I'd be tempted to play Boldy because I think he, I think his style of play and he's young and faster fits in. You're going to have people who say, well, Parisi is more experienced in the playoffs and brings you this and that. And that is true. Um, but, you know, the speed becomes an issue with Zach as well. So, but yeah, tonight felt like the final two periods, Declan, no question felt like the old wild it was lackluster it was i mean so the officiating's bad yeah it was it wasn't great but i mean this is the playoffs you can't like stop yeah. and like be like oh my god the officiating's bad we're getting we're getting so you know it's so unfair um that's just the way it goes and i mean look the one thing is if you decks go through the course of this season everson at time and time again has said what it's tough we got to grind through. The schedule's awful. We get the COVID break, and none of it matters because we have to play and we have to. And I mean, Dean has prided on prided himself on the fact that he has a team that, in his mind, just continued playing. And to their credit, they did. They didn't tonight. Right. It's true. Let's uh, let's keep rolling here on uh, on Ventline. We'll uh, we'll bring back in Gibby. Gibby, you were on on game two. You're now back for game three. What do you got for us, man? I was. I said win game three. Uh, that did not happen. Okay, this one's for Sports Dad. Number one, it's the fighting Koivus again. Um, the script wasn't necessarily exactly the same flying behind early coming back, but the team's inability to finish. Uh, whatever that whatever that intangible finishing ability is that this team never had ever since Parisi and Suter signed in 2020, or I mean in 2012, getting the puck over the goal mouth, however you got to do it, it's the same every year. They still got the fighting Koivu stink on them. Um, got to make some moves in the offseason. I like the Eichel idea, but screw Eichel. I want Barkov, who also right. apparently is not going to – if you're going to give up the ship – or whatever ransom you want for Eichel, you might as well do it for Barkov. Number two, the Wild got outplayed, but in a series where the refs are swallowing the whistle, if the refs are going to deliberately not call blatant penalties, then they have to at least call penalties roughly similar on each side. It's been 10 to 5 in power plays so far, and I know that doesn't mean everything, but... um, 10 to 5, it's too much. If they're choosing to not call penalties, they have to at least try to dole them out semi-evenly. It makes too much of a difference in momentum strings. Things. Number three, write that down. Dean Evison's not going to win a playoff series with the Wild. Oof, uh, right. He's like this coach that shepherds them. You know, like um, whoever the, the, the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors coach, Mark Jackson, right? They had some playoffs. They couldn't break through. Yeah. Then they get Steve Kerr, the innovator. We need our Steve Kerr. It's going to happen. He's going to lose again in the first round next year, get fired. Then Billy G hires our Steve Kerr. Yeah. Last thing, I'm holding a garage sale on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, wow. Okay. If anybody wants to come to 65 Portland Avenue, it's at the corner, it's at the, it's at the corner of Summerdale. Oh, my God. If you show me that you have downloaded a Score North podcast, you'll get a free hot dog and 25% off anything you want at the garage sale. Gibby. Oh, my God. This is, by the way, this is not, I don't know Gibby. Like, this is not even like a self promo here. Gibby is just shooting his own shot. Portland Avenue. It's right (laughs) in Summit Hill. You can go buy some stuff at the garage sale, go to the wild game afterwards, get a free hot dog, mention Score North. 
look for it on Craigslist. I'll do a bunch of posting soon. Um, I guess, you know, win game four, it's a series again. The, the wild of the talent to do it. There's there's no reason they can't do it. Yeah. Dino gets creative. So, Gibby, thanks, guys. thank you, and, and thanks for shooting your shot. Thanks for thanks for watching Score North, and Saturday I love the and plan. Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. I appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. Man, Gibby, shooting his shot about his garage sale, loving takes on the wild. That was that was might be an all-time call right there. Judd Zolgad's live from the XO Energy Center. Again, I think Bill Gary might have some issue with him. I'm just playing. Um, he'll, he'll get back in here in just a bit. But we'll keep it rolling here on Wild Vent Line. This is Score North. If you are discovering us for the first time, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. I uh, really appreciate it. We have takes on the Wild and the Twins and the Wolves. We also have a second uh, YouTube channel, Purple Daily MN. If you want nothing but Vikings takes, uh, we'll bring you that as well. We'll keep it rolling here. Let's go now to Mo. Mo, what's up, dude? You're on Wild Event Line. How you doing? To be honest, I wasn't expecting to be on here because I was expecting a lot of fans coming on here. Yeah, man. You, you, well, welcome. It's, it, is a, it is a packed room, but, but obviously welcome. Well, there's the obvious one, the refs. They were just terrible. But I'm just confused of, like, how – what happened? Like, what was going on through their heads for this to happen? You know, like – yeah, you know, Mark Stone gets a goal. Fine, that's whatever. Bad play, whatever. But, like, after that, everything just went downhill. Like, I just don't know what happened. Yeah, man. Yeah, it, it was really frustrating just because they came off with such a great start, right? Such, such a great start. And the refs, yeah, it, it, that, was a, that was a tough one to see. I get that. We can blame the referees all day long. But at the end of the day, the referees weren't the ones only putting nine shots oh, on goal in the last 40 minutes, right? Um, and you got to wear this one if you're the Wild. It, it stinks. I, I don't like to use the cliche, even though it's not a must-win game for, for Game 4. If you go down 3-1, I know yeah. the team has a history of coming back from 3-1, and, and a lot of Wild fans can play me for that, but mm-hmm. you need to win. You need to win game. You need to send this an even series going back to Vegas. Yeah. You 100% do. I just want to let you guys know something. The 2002-2003 playoffs started exactly right. like this with the Minnesota Wild. So, you know, yeah, maybe... Man. Who knows? Maybe that's a little foreshadowing of yeah. what's going to happen, but hopefully they can pick up the game on Saturday. Hey, I appreciate you, Mo. Thanks for growing it, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, that's, uh, that is a good point. The Wild came back from two 3-1 deficits before in their franchise. They're the only team to do that in back-to-back rounds. I believe, what, five straight elimination games uh, for them. So, yeah, maybe 3-1 is it, but at the same time, I don't think the Wild can continue to dig them a hole uh, quite like that. You need to absolutely get one back on home ice. The Wild have been very, very good on home ice this season. Uh, they need one bad on Saturday night. I believe puck drop at 7 o'clock, so more reasonable time. And obviously, we'll be here uh, helping you break things down on Wild Event Line. Let's go now to our guy, Woodbury Larry. Larry, what's going on? I know I know you and Judd are buddies. I know Judd's trying to get back into the room here, but what, what did you think of that Wild game, man? All right. I got a laundry list here, Dex, but uh, I'm going to kind of try and draw this out until I can get Judd back in. But First off, stop, 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 stop with the referees. Everybody, seriously. You get up shot 40 to 16, you have completely lost the argument to blame that on the Zebras. Stop it. That is such a loser's lament. My God. Um, Secondly, way too many passengers in green tonight. Um, Obviously, especially after the first period. Um, The Wild never... Like, they got it on Sunday in game one where Vegas took it to them in the first period and the opening moments of the second period. Um, on Sunday in game one, the Kaprizov, Zuccarello, Hartman line had that one shift where they hemmed Vegas in their zone. They got sustained zone time due to the forecheck, and they just they were never able to get that tonight. Um I think for the first time probably ever, uh, the Wild saw the Vegas Golden Knights team that the rest of the league has come to know and love. Also, in the second period, two of the three goals came after just completely careless, unnecessary icings by the Wild. Just complete poor puck management. And those plays can be a lot more harmful in the second period when you get the long change in effect. It makes a makes a big difference that those came in the middle period and not either the first or the third. 
But uh, for a team that manages the puck as well as the Wild usually does, uh, they got burned by that big time uh, twice in the second period. Larry, you bring up a good point with passengers. Too many passengers tonight. I mean, I, I know the Wild lack big-time finishers, and Kevin Fiala's my guy. He is a finisher. I think he can be a dynamic game-breaker, but at the same time, you need other guys to really step up in big moments for you, and they weren't able to do that. We'll get uh, we'll, we'll get Judd back on here. Judd, you got, you got your guy, Woodbury Larry, here. He just lifted off a laundry list of, of problems that went wrong. Uh, did did I hope I hope Bill Guerin or Dean Epson didn't yank you out of the XL Energy Center, Judd Zolgat. I hope everything's going all around okay. I think Judd's still getting set up here a little bit. Here, one second. We'll get we'll get Judd off the screen as he I, pops I can, back on. But I can give him a quick recap when he comes on if you want. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, but but I hear you, man. You need guys like Fial and Kaprizov to really finish it for you, and that's where I think bringing up Matthew Boldy um is going to be a, a a big time thing for you. And Kaprizov and Fiala, they've been good and they've had their moments. But, man, if you would have said that they're going to have one. Does Fiala have any? Fiala doesn't have any points yet, does he? Uh, I, he, no, I don't believe I mean, he it, does off the top of my head. Oh, cripes, they only have four goals in three games. But mm-hmm. they, <laughs> I mean, if they, if you were going to be told that Fiala and Kaprizov would have one point between them, after three games, you'd be you'd be hard pressed to find a wild win in there. So, all in all, they're not in that bad of a spot. But man, Vegas put it on them tonight. And uh, Judd, are you back? Judd, you got I us. Think okay. I am. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Yep, yes, I got I'm back. You. So, so my two, my quick things, Judd, for you, and then uh, and then I'll sign off. But uh, way too many passengers in green after the first period, of course. Uh, two of the three killer goals against in the second period came after just completely useless icings by the Wild, which typically does well in the Department of Puck Management. Mm-hmm. But uh, especially in the second period, uh, when you're penned in your own zone and you got to make that long change, that, those are plays that just can't happen, and Vegas made him pay for it. Um also, I think the Wild finally saw the Vegas Golden Knights team that the entire rest of the NHL has seen. And uh, come to know and love, Vegas was fantastic last night. The Wild just couldn't get anything going after the second. And lastly, there will be no garage sale at my house this weekend. Stay off so, my property. Will do. Larry, <laughs> thank you, man. Larry. Appreciate it. Let, uh, Judd. I'll recap what just happened while, while you were gone. So our guy Gibby was on, okay? So he, he gave some great takes. He gave three great takes okay. on what transpired tonight. And at the end, he plugs that he's having a garage sale this weekend at his house in St. Paul. Yeah, sure. And he says, you know, I want everyone to come to my garage sale. And then, though, and I think even some of our YouTube commenters think you and I put him up to this. He goes, if you show me you downloaded a Score North podcast, you get a free hot dog, and I believe 25% off any item you want. So, I mean, we'll take the publicity and, and, and love it. I love Gibby. But, but, yeah, Gibby just shot his own shot with his own garage. I mean, I love it. I love the move. I thought it was great. It helps us, so who cares? Exactly. Yeah, Gibby, plug away, baby. That's a, yeah. that's outstanding. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Um, I, I heard a couple of comments. I, I think it was from right before I dropped off it, and then Woodbury talking about this. I mean, that's the thing is Vegas is the better team. That's why you can't let up. Like Vegas is the better team. That's there's no doubt. And as well as the Wild played against them during the course of the season, and really has Declan throughout the course of their history, it's the playoffs now. So like that whole thing is it does it doesn't mean that the matchups are bad now because it's not, but it does mean that if you let your guard down or have a bad period, you will lose. And the, the Wild did. Um, I guess the only hope is from the last two periods tonight that they learned a lesson. But I guess the flip side to that is. Really, in game three, do you need to learn that? Like, you know, right. I, I, I get it. If this had been the May 5th game, okay, we didn't play that well in the third or the second and third period. And, you know, we, we got our comeuppance. Um, but what surprises me is in a game like this with this much on the line, and you came out, and, I mean, make no mistake, you dominated. The first yep. period, you were you were just sort of good. You were really damn good. And then for just all to go by the wayside because Mark Stone scores a goal, who I love. I mean, he's a great player. Uh, but because Mark Stone scores a goal and the officiating doesn't go your way, like, that, no, that doesn't work for me. And and as much as I'll praise the Wild for what we saw in the first 
um, period of this game, I will equally take them apart for the last two because that's not excusable. Like that's not, you can't do that. And, and Dex, we, we've talked about this too. I mean, you went and got Benino and Cole. I have to avoid things like this, right? right? Like yes. you get that veteran Stanley cup, Bill Guerin knows them. These are the guys that come in after the second period and say, boys, that was BS. Like that's not going to happen. And we're only down by a goal and we're going to come back and win. And instead it was sort of like they didn't get that spark back. No. All right. Let's keep rolling through some collars here. We almost got a full room still on, on, on vent line. We'll keep going. Let's go uh, now. Let's see if he actually will we'll take him out. I think it was frozen there. Let's go to Woody. Woody, what's up, dude? You're on Wild Vent Line. How you doing, boys? Good, man. How are you? We can kind of barely hear you a little bit. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, first off, I got to say, uh, there you go. Gibby is an absolute beauty. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Second, I thought Kaprizov has been terrible this whole series, besides the first game and then that Hartman play. I thought he hasn't been – he hasn't shown up. Felino has been great. Greenway tonight, non-existent. I didn't – didn't see him checking, didn't see him doing anything. Mm-hmm. Talbot's been the best player for Minnesota this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there's no forecheck in the second and third period. And then I want your guys' thoughts on the defense this, this game. Very disappointed. Uh, Brodina, I, I thought, had a bad game. And, I mean, he rarely does. Like, like I don't recall the amount of times where I've watched him play a game and say that was a bad Brodine game. He, he is – the one thing outside of Dumba that I think this uh, this defensive core prides itself on is the fact that they are incredibly consistent. Like they might not be flashy, but I, I don't know, you know, what you think of Suter, but Suter is for the most part often a consistent player. Suter played great. And Brodeen is consistent yeah. and and like Cole. I mean, Cole knows his role and Susie knows his role. Dumba Dumba's a wild card because he, he can give you offense, but he can also melt down. But that being said, I was really disappointed um, with Brodine tonight. The One of the key goals, I forget which one, um, the pass in front went right through Dumba yep. basically. So, yeah, I didn't know. I, the final two periods, this was bad. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't give a lot of passes. I think Felino plays butt off. Um, so I think you're right there. I think Eck played a nice game for the most part, but those final two periods, they looked like they were checked out. I can't explain yeah. it. Yeah, they you're right. Play good. You're exactly right, Woody. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate yeah. you, dude. Thank you. Thanks, Woody. Yeah. yeah, and Greenway, he's right. Like Greenway in game two, Dex, I thought was all over the place, and I love that game. Yep. And, and I was here tonight, so I watched him. Um, I didn't see a lot there. I, I first period, I thought I did, but then after that, I didn't again. You didn't infiltrate Bill Garrett's uh, GM office to get Matthew Boldy up here, did you? Well, he is here. I just got to find him and plug him in. Okay, got it. Just I, I just sure. got to plug him on the card. Like, as if his name appears on the card for Saturday's game, he's going to have to play. Yeah, I love that's, it. It's that simple. But I play. Uh, let's keep going here. Let's go to Alex. Alex, what's up, dude? You're on Wild Bent Line. What's going on, guys? Thanks Sorry, for man. taking – Yeah, oh, hey, I'm doing well, man. Just uh, – Enjoying a nice little PBR in the last, you know, but, uh, Hey, got, you know, Hey, love, love listening to you guys, you know, um, just like the, like the opinions. I don't agree, agree with them all, but, uh, you guys hold you know, that's what sports radio is for. So I appreciate it. Uh, you know, number one, you guys have touched on it and I want to dig a little deeper for check, right? Like what is go- like, and, and it, it like, we would try to dump, and then it seemed like in earlier games we'd get the D-man deep, and we didn't do that. Like, the forecheck was non-existent. Number two, zone exits. You guys talked about defense, like uh, how our defense didn't play well like in avoiding goals, but like our zone exits were so freaking sloppy tonight. Like, we weren't connect- – and, and that was what was like – even in the loss in game two, it seemed like we got out of the zone so efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, number three – if you haven't went and listened to Felino on spitting chicklets this week, like uh, he gives a lot of insight into like what the Wilds room is like. Felino is like a freaking baller. Like it's so freaking good. Yes. Um, number four, uh, Jonathan Marceau had a pretty interesting quote after like game one or two talking about how not only Kaprizov they have to watch, but also Fiala. So they're keying in on both of those guys and it's obvious. And I mean, Fiala's busting his tail and Kaprizov. Like, if you listen to that spitting chick, I don't want to hype another show, but like, you're good. 
you know, Felino talks about how Kaprizov, all he wants to do is score goals. And it's very obvious. And like Vegas is a little bit in the head, but like he's still getting like quality opportunities. So let's not rag on Kaprizov having a bad game. Like he, the guy is still giving it his all. And, you know, this, this wild roster is constructing a rebuild. And the fact that we're here is like impressive. Let's not, let's not pretend that we're, we've made it with the roster configuration. And then just a real fast question, like, the fact that they called the icing after the Zuccarello penalty, I thought yeah. the puck was cleared before Zooks had left the penalty too. box, and I thought that was a little BS. Yeah. But, that, yeah, those are my five things I wanted to talk about. I know that's a lot of information. Take it where you want. Awesome, man. Thank you very much. Alex, thanks for the call. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought the same thing. because So the puck, lock, the puck got cleared. Zuccarello almost picked it up, and I thought it, came, I thought it got cleared before he came out. But I could have been wrong about that. Um, the Kaprizov thing, one, I, I don't think we're ragging on him. I just think that there's more there, and we've certainly seen it. Now, keep in mind, too, he is a great player. He he is, I think, as we've discussed a lot, a superstar player. Um, but this is the playoffs, and things change. And and we have seen guys like Kaprizov. I mean, hell, Gretzky, right? When Gretzky started to play in the playoffs, he was not a superstar for himself right away. It, I think it takes some time to learn – exactly how difficult the playoffs are and how little space it exists. Um, I will say this. Fiala impressed me again. Fiala had a lot of really good shifts. I mean, Kevin Fiala is working his butt off, and yep. I give him credit for that. Kevin Fiala is working very, very hard and trying to create chances. And that goes to the previous um, viewer's last comment, which is sort of, which is true. Now, I'm not willing to buy in that they played an awful – final two periods because they're not a complete roster yet because i do agree at that point um but dex i mean until they get more um more skilled guys where he's right is kevin fiala is going to be trying to set up and score goals with guys who are inferior to him i mean that's just that simple i mean that's the one that's the one dynamic that has to change but i do think that there's something to be said for caprice learning what the playoffs in this league are about because the time and space basically goes away just like Daniel on the comment right here, McDavid was shut out in game one by the Jets. You know, yeah, yeah. Fiala has zero points through three games. What, Kaprizov would leave just one, um, just an assist. You know, yeah, you need you need more from them. You absolutely need more. But yes, he did work his ass off again tonight. He wasn't as dominant as he was in game two, but you can tell he works his ass off, and those two need to be on be on the ice more. Absolutely. We'll keep rolling here on Ventline. This is uh, Judd Zolgad, and I'm Declan Goff. Thank you for hanging out with us. Great room of calls here. We'll keep fielding some here uh, as we burn the midnight oil as the clock strikes midnight. This is the first time you have discovered us. Hit that subscribe button. And if you want to get in on the show, uh, send me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. Let's now go to Ryan. Ryan, what's up, dude? You're on Wild Ventline. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Love the show. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to really say anything other than what a lot of the other guys have said. I mean, the first thing I would say is I'd definitely been hats off to Talbot. I don't even know how bad this series would be without uh, Talbot mm-hmm. there. He's, he's made some big saves, and, and I think that you you get that first win in game one, and, and you get really excited for what it could be, and you kind of start to, to ignore some of the deficiencies that they have, that they're just not good enough up the middle, and that's – they and they were really good up the middle in the first period. They were getting pucks to the net and they were scoring on second chances and, and getting on rebounds. And then it just seemed like in that second and third period they were they were all right with being kept out, out on the edges and, and trying to, to get shots to the net and Vegas is very good at blocking shots and yes. They then defensively, I, I completely agree with you that, that Brodine is usually a super consistent defenseman. And then I think that him being paired with Dumba, sometimes if he has a bad night, it just gets amplified because Dumba is not always the most responsible defensive player. Um, but I, I think that I'm staying positive that we can, and, and because of the way Talbot's been playing and because of the, the skill that they have with Fiala and, and Kaprizov, that they can still try and find a way to, to win some games. But it, they, they, drew, they definitely drew a tough opponent and I think that um, I hope that they would go with Boldy. I understand that he's young, but I think that the speed and the pace of the game, it, it just fits so much better with him rather than Freezy. I think that Freezy would just be too slow and it would be pretty evident that, that he just isn't at that level anymore. Exactly. Um, and I, I think part of this too is, is 
there's no question that for a large contingent of this team, this playoff series and, and potential series, plural, um, is going to be about experience, right? Like getting experience. Kaprizov mm-hmm. is, is right now um, gaining valuable experience to learn about how the playoffs work. And Boldy would too. Like the more guys that you can get that experience for to build on, because look, this has been a fun year. And the Wild to me has certainly overachieved from what we expected. And the first two games, not so much tonight, were a ton of fun. They were fun games. They were great games. Um, but this is not a finished product yet. But the expectations for 2021-22 are going to ratchet up a lot, and they should. And so if you can get, you know, Kaprizov the experience that he is getting now, if you can get Boldy in for a game or two or three, I don't know. Um, but anything that you can do so that the product that comes back, hopefully in the playoffs next year, has has this under their belt, that's a positive. Um, if Zach plays, I mean, he's not coming back. So, like, he's going to play, which would be a last ditch to try and win some games. I get that. But I actually think the Boldy experiment, experience, all of those things, serves the future of this, serves the present and future of this franchise more than playing Zach does. Right, definitely. Well, that's kind of all I got. I can and jump awesome. off. And, and Great like, stuff, man. Thank hey, you, Ryan. Thanks, thanks for support, man. Thanks for listening. Yeah, good, good points. I, I think Boldy is is the one you'd want to prefer there. I think it makes it just makes sense. Like Colorado did it with Cal McCarr. You may as well try this. You may as well do it now. Mm-hmm. Well, and, well Zach's, and Zach's not coming back. Like that, that's the thing about this. This this is not a repairable. Oh man, you know he's going to be a valuable player next year, and he was banged up. I mean, he's being scratched. He's a healthy scratch. There's going to have to be a buyout or a trade or I don't know what, Declan. Um, but if you play him, you're basically banking on the fact that you think that he can help you win games, and that's basically it for this season. And I don't know that's the case. And and if you play him, he's going to be a fourth-line guy. Like, I just think everything to me points to Boldy has thrived this year especially at every place he's gone. Like, he thrived in the World Juniors. He thrived in college. Um, he thrived in in his brief stint with the Iowa Wild. So why not take a chance? Worst case, he gets experience. Right. Like he's not gonna like like he's not gonna sink your team. And we saw that tonight for two periods. I mean, this team this team is certainly flawed. And I don't think that that you would come away from this series ever saying, "Well, boy, if they'd only played Zach Parisi, they might have won that series." Right. Let's keep rolling here. We'll uh, we'll now go to Jack. Jack, what's up, dude? Rocking that old school wild jersey, I see. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We got you. Yep. What's up? Perfect. All right. So I appreciate you guys putting my uh, comment in the feed earlier. Um, I'm, I think I'm just going to real quickly talk about that and then let you guys roll here. Um, real quick, the, my preamble. My brother is a huge Penguins fan, so I was pre-gaming with him some whiskey cokes. So I'm going to get Love in that. and out of your hair real fast here. Okay. <laughs> um, at least they won. But real quick, so my comment earlier talked about, you know, this is very common for Minnesota sports. So my question kind of, right, it's very open-ended for you, Judd and Declan. Um, how long will Minnesota sports feel like this? And and the point that I'm bringing up is something that you all know very well, right? You know, it's, and again, this is an open question, but it feels like any time, whether it's the Vikings on Purple Daily or here tonight, we're talking about the Wild. You know, everything has to go perfect in order for our team to win. The second something goes wrong, and the point I'm going to focus on is X goal being taken away. I know several other people uh, have brought that up already, right? As soon as his second goal gets taken away, and he was working his butt off too, I got to say. I love him. Um, Him and Felino have been working their butts off, but real quick. So his goal gets taken away, and it just kind of felt like the wind went out of the sails, right? Mm -hmm. And that end of that period kind of winds down, second period starts, and things just feel off. And what happens? The wild, a classic Minnesota sports moment, kind of just fall to the side and let the opponent have their way with them, right? I mean, this is classic Minnesota sports. So my question to you is, again, very open-ended. You can go however you want with it, but how long Will we, as a state, as a fan base, let this go on? All right, go ahead. Hey, Jack, did, did you feel like, because I love your point, and you're right. Like, the goal the goal was disallowed, and then Stone scored, and then it was like the game was done. Um, did you guys feel like this was, was the Saints-Vikings playoff game, the miracle game, but they never got 
the resurgence. <laughs> I Because the Vikings in the first half of that game, for the most part, were, were damn good, right? And yes. Then, and then Drew Brees came out in the second half, and they started to pick the Vikings apart. And if not for a complete meltdown by the Saints defensively, the Vikings lose that game. And it's one of the most atrocious losses in a series of them. So I love your point because it sort of felt like there just wasn't ever the rebuttal that I expected in the third period. Um, but how the air gets let out of the teams in this town to what you're saying is remarkable. Like, it's adversity, man. It's the playoffs. Adversity happens all the time. I mean, this is the playoffs. You you have to expect it. And, yeah, it was like there was a plug pulled, and you're like, oh, and that was it. I, I love your point. How long is that going to last? Um, well, the problem is I'm no. old, and I've, I've seen it continue. <laughs> um, it, it's overcome when you get the right group of people mentally who are good enough to do it as well. And by that, and that's where I thought the Benino and Coles would sort of say, okay, boys, let's, you know, after the second period, we're only down by one. Let's regroup and come back out because that was BS. And it didn't happen. Um, so it's going to happen until – because make no mistake, the 87 and 91 Twins won because especially the 91 team was damn good. But they had Herbeck and Gaetti, and they had some tough SOBs. Like you could knock them down, and you could spit on them, and they would throw haymakers back at you and come back. So I really think it's going to – I think – Part of what you're saying is it comes to an end when you have the right people who who have a goal disallowed and they're like, okay, you know, cool, we are better or we're still going to come back. Because the deflating part tonight was really, to me, it, it reminded me of the wild circa 2016, 17, 18. Like this was not the team that we've become accustomed to seeing. Um, and given the people in that room, Felino, uh, Felino Benino, Cole, um I'm really, I'm really taken aback that it looked like that. Yeah, I agree completely. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, real quick before I jump off here, I appreciate you bringing up the Minnesota Vikings in uh, the 2017 season. That is exactly what it felt like, right? Except this time there was no miracle. And if it wouldn't have been for that miraculous play, right, Minnesota falls like they usually do. So thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it so much. Hopefully the Wild can figure this out and uh, Dean can kick some butt going over film tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Love it. Thank you. Appreciate you, Jack. Man, great stuff, dude. Great stuff. Great stuff. Man, for drinking, he was sharp. He was. I I mean, Don's saying I'm taking tequila shots. I I got a a couple fingers of tequila I've poured. I'm not taking shots by any means, but good for him. I I wish I can be that coherent when I – I wish I was that coherent when I wasn't drinking for that matter. For God's God's sakes. For God's sakes. Uh, we'll keep rolling. We have a few more callers here left. Um, may as well, uh, or guests here left. We'll still go with you. Let's go to Jason. Jason, what's up, dude? You're back on. Hey, how's it going? Good man. How are you? I am back. Oh, that was a rough game. Um, I guess the biggest thing that I was thinking is going into this game. I was like, you know, I don't think we need to bring up any of these new guys. You know, they don't have the experience. But now coming into this, I can see more and more that Vegas is just so much quicker than we are. You know, we have a lot of older guys, so we need to get a lot of the younger talent and at least to try it. I mean, at this point, like Judd was saying, like, what can you lose? You know, you're down You're down one game, and if you, you know, Johansson's probably out, like you said, so you might as well bring in somebody. I don't necessarily know if I see it as Boldy, um, but I think that uh, Kalen Addison will be good. Like, looking at the whole year, the D core has been pretty much the same, you know, same pairings the whole year. And uh, I don't know, I almost think it's time to split up maybe Spurgeon and Suter. Um, maybe just to add like a newer guy to them. Uh, maybe like Suter and Cole would be good, and then take I, I pref- would prefer Susie to not be in there. To be honest, I don't think he adds enough uh, compared to all the other guys because we're just so established with D that it's hard to bring in new guys on defense. Yeah, and Addison was the only he, he only played three games I think this year because like we had him. somebody out. So yeah, yeah, I think he'd be a good addition to bring up. Yeah, I we so. Defensively, I don't see them doing that. Like, like I mean, Dean Dean loves his Dean loves his guys, right? Like yeah. Rask and and Susie and Cole. Um, Suter doesn't, and you can roll your eyes, and you're not wrong. Suter doesn't like to play with anybody but Spurgeon. He wants to play with Spurgeon. Um, Brodine is seen for the most part as a stabilizer for Dumba. Now tonight, Brodine struggled. I thought. But 
ordinarily Brodine can cover for Dumba's offensive attempts and things like that. Um, so defensively, I don't see changes. Johansson being out does make me curious to see what they'll do. And I mean, look, you know, here's the thing too. I mean, how many series can we expect this team to win if Victor Rask is going to play as much as Rask does? Anybody can say what they want. There are, he's got his defenders. I understand that. I mean, heck, Bill Guerin defensive. Um, but when Victor Rask is playing as much as Victor Rask has to, I sorry, I'm not buying it. I'm you just know, not. Right. Yeah. I also wonder almost if they're putting too much. Uh, like, obviously they're your superstars, but if you look at the ice time, Parise or uh, Parise. Uh, Kaprizov and Fiala, it's almost like I almost feel like they don't just don't have the legs uh, right now. I mean, obviously they're superstars, but it's almost like if you took a little bit more time and gave it to like Sturm and those guys, maybe maybe Fiala and Kaprizov would play a little better. But that's another weird one, though. Stur- so Sturm and Benino are on the first PK. So he so Dean clearly trusts Sturm in situations because you you wouldn't put that kid on the first PK if right. you didn't trust him, right? Yeah. Uh, but as far as his minutes played and who he plays with. It doesn't change. Like, right. I, I wondered, heck, during the season, why not mix him in more often third line, demote Rask? I mean, okay, it's it's Rask. Uh, Sturm's got more speed. I think he's got some skill. He's going to make mistakes, but Rask is slow, and he makes mistakes because he's slow. Um, yep. that's, a, that's a weird one. I don't understand the, the dynamic. If Sturm didn't do anything on special teams, I guess I would say, well, Dean just doesn't trust him across the board. But when you – open penalty kills with him and Benino out there almost every time, which by the way, I like, that's absolutely fine. Um, it baffles me as to why you wouldn't try and give him a little bit more of a five on five presence, but Dean doesn't want to do it. So yeah, he works and in I mysterious just, ways. Yeah. And I just wanted to say too, cause I was watching your show earlier today and you were talking about Parise. I don't honestly see him coming back even for any games in the playoffs. I think there was something, a conversation that was had, uh, cause I know, I think it was a couple weeks ago or something. There was something with their agent and they were going to talk to Bill Garrett or something. I don't, I don't see him coming back. I see him kind of just being on the outs. Totally get, totally guessing. So like that, this is not from sources. This feels to me like it's almost turned a little bit political, like something's yep. going on. Something there's more to this than we know. Mm-hmm. And right. and that doesn't mean that there wasn't, that doesn't mean that there was the start, but you bring up a great point with, with the whole thing when I think they were going to go play those last two games in St. Louis. And then Preezy did play in that last game because they scratched a bunch of the regulars. And we saw the report about the fact that they were going to meet with his agent. And it feels like it might have turned a little bit political at that point, um, which is why I hold out hope that, that Boldy actually might um, sub in for Johansson on Saturday. So great yeah. points, though, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks, thank Jason. You. Appreciate you, Jason. Yeah, and also uh, per Dean Evison, Ryan Johan- he said Ryan Johansson's injury does not look good. So I- I'm guessing he doesn't play. Are game we anymore. talking ribs? Are we talking a wrist? Do we think he didn't? Of course, in classic NHL fashion. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, well, but that's but, but, but don't yeah. forget. But don't forget, if they don't say it, you have the you can that's do right. what what they hate. You can guess. Yeah, that's right. And by the way, that's going to change soon. You can't be a professional sport that you want gambling on. Which, by the way, the league is now involved in gambling. Mm-hmm. And not reveal injury information. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, couple more co- couple more callers here on Ventline. Then we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap things up. Let's uh, let's go to Derek. Derek, what's up, man? You're a wild Ventline. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, right now. It's beautiful right now. I, I don't I don't mean to make you guys feel bad, but it's about 78 right now. I'm in my garage. I think it's like you know it's More humid. To, yeah, it's humid here today up here in the Twin Cities. Actually, I think we were up to seventy, and then Saturday's supposed to be like eighty-eight. So I mean, sunscreen season. Oh, bad maybe. ice. Sunscreen bad ice season. Here, bad bad ice yeah. on Saturday night. It's not good for the ice. It's it's beautiful right now. So like, awesome. I, there's no there's no one else I'd rather talk to than you than you two. So we feel like. I mean, let me just let me just say like, listening to some of these callers come in. Um, I, I just don't want any more comparisons to other failing Minnesota teams. It's just depressing. <laughs> Can we please stop this? Like, seriously. I, I, I was born in the Twin Cities, and, like, all these teams are just pure failures, and it's just, like, bringing up, like, bad thoughts. Like, please stop. So, like, just stop. Um, tonight, Dumbo was terrible. Okay, we get it. All right. They, they were complacent. They got really satisfied with what they got in Vegas. Big deal. They got another game coming. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, this team has some holes, but like they can still win the series. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not being over Homer, but like they're just, they're not, 
I mean, Vegas might be a little bit better, but like they can still win this series. I mean, yeah. flat out. I mean, it just takes a couple bounces of the puck. But but here's the best thing about tonight, and I'm going to tell you guys this right now. You guys will be happy. Now, I go to the Twin Cities at least twice a year. I need some modest brewery beers up here in Phoenix. Yeah, that's but a good spot. I will, I will tell you this, that the local brewery a block away from my house, which is mm-hmm. within walking distance, I don't drive, and you guys know the Arizona DUI rules. They are serving Surly Fury drafts for $4 a 16 every freaking night. Wait, how much? And for 4 bucks? For $4. Hey guys, Make, wow. I gotta go. Yeah. Judd's out. Judd's taking a plane plane right out right now. I'm taking the red eye out right now. But, but like, it's not you my favorite them? draft. I need I need some of these modest beers. Like, I love them. So, I mean, it gives me a little 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 taste of the Midwest. Yeah. A little taste, little tasty taste. I will be at the Vikings game on uh, week two. I already got six tickets with my family. Love I really team. don't like going to the games down here for the Vikings games because the Cardinals fans are absolutely the worst fans I've ever seen in my life when it comes to being opposing fans. It's like being in the gang territory. It's like Compton, LA. But honestly, like my son plays club baseball, so I missed every wild game here because he was playing every night and it was rough. But the wild are my favorite Minnesota team. And I'm not even that heartbroken about tonight. I think we win the next game. I think we stay in the series. For some reason, I feel like this team is just as good as this team. I think we can hang with them, and it's going to go it's seven games. Um, but you guys are amazing, dude. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight up honest. From the pandemic till now, you guys have been a life saving thing for me, dude. Like honestly, just watching you guys, listening to you guys, I cannot tell you guys how thankful I am for you guys to be a voice from my favorite place in the whole world, which is the Twin Cities. I love the Twin Cities so much, and then just being here in Phoenix. My uh, wife is a Phoenix native, so I can never move back because I have kids here and she doesn't want the cold. You guys are amazing. You'll see me text. I mean, like message you guys, Twitter you guys. You guys are awesome, dude. Keep up with you, dude. You guys are so awesome to listen to. Derek, appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming on and thank you for the kind words. I love you guys. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you. Enjoy those. Enjoy those $4 furiouses. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's your $4 furiouses. Dangerous as, route. As, J, as JD says, yes. four dollar furious is dangerous, bro. Oof, right. It is. But it I is. mean it is such a good deal that I might have to move. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's wrap your Judd Zoga. We got one more caller here. We've been going for an hour on Wild Vent Line. Let's go to uh Michael. Michael, what's up, man? You're on Wild Vent Line. I mean, from the beginning of this year, I knew it wasn't the Wilds here. But you look at our what we've got coming up in the prospect system. We got Boldy, Addison. Yep. We've got Rossi over in Austria, who's a top 10 pick, led the OHL last year. We've got two picks in the first round this year, and we're going to sell Dumba at the end of the season. So, I mean, you look at what's coming forward, and I yep. only see upside. Oh, yeah. I, this is the best I've felt about this franchise in years, in absolute years. And and I guess I guess it's a compliment to them that I was so surprised by how tonight went in the last two periods because four years back, I would have rolled my eyes and been like, typical – and this wasn't, which is a credit to them. Uh, but yeah, the what's coming up, and like when you're good, when you're going to plug in Boldy and Parisi's going to be gone, and eventually Suter is going to be gone here. I'm with you one thousand percent. Like there is, a, this has a bright future. You're building something. You know what? Most importantly, you have a superstar now. Like you got to keep them, which is obviously going to be a. Th- but if you if you retain. Kaprizov and Fiala long term, and you get a center who's the right fit, Rossi or somebody else, or you know, or Ek, Rossi and center X. Think about that. So I'm I'm with you. I, there is nothing about this team right now that I'm like, oh boy, same old, same old. I think the, I think the future uh, that was really started by Fletcher to a certain degree and, and Fenton, but now I, I think Garen has this thing. I think he's got a really good vision for where this is going. Uh, and then one last thing. There's a website you guys should check out. It's called uh, uh, Armchair GM, and it basically lets you be a GM, and it's really yeah. cool. And I don't know. I just... that, that that is a good one. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've experimented with that one too. It's a fun one. That's a fun one for uh, for reckless speculation and and to be a GM. I love yep. it. 
And you guys love what you guys are doing. Hey, Thanks, Michael. Dude. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. I think I think Michael was uh, maybe in his dorm room there, not trying to wake up his roommate. I couldn't tell. They're they're loving Good his pipes. radio voice. Great good pipes. Pipe. I was say, great at pipes. first, yeah. I was like, is this a crank call? And then I'm like, no, this guy just does great pipes. Yeah. Wow. 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 Well, Judd well, Zogad. That dis- was. It's a it dis- was disappointing. It's a disappointing. But you know what's not? Judd's hockey show slash wild vent line. Your, yes. Your views tonight. Your calls. Your I don't know what we call this. Um, were fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Thank you to one and, and all. And I love the fact that we can continue, you know, because it obviously started with Vikings event line decks, but I, I love the fact that we can continue to build and get people who love different sports, especially into yeah. our, our family here to talk about, you know, because I do think it's very important, especially in this state, that we're here for each other. 100%. Because if we're not, no one else is going to be. No one else certainly, is. Certainly, unfortunately, uh, the teams that we probably care about the most in this town on a consistent basis don't seem to be there for the fans. So no. we're here for you. We are the only sports uh, talk radio show in town that is bringing you on the screen and, and helping helping to be there. This is therapy. This is therapy. It's two to one. You know, but this isn't right. a morgue. This isn't a wake yet. You the, know, penultimate, we're not... the penultimate guy is right. They're not dead. And I, look, I I don't think they're dead. I was just surprised at how bad the last yeah. two periods were. No, this, this isn't awake. You know, we're not on life support here. But I, I, I think I said it when you were popped off the screen that I, I will, I'll do the cliche, Judd, that game four is a must win. I know it's not technically mm-hmm. a must win. Game four is a must win. You got to go back to Vegas tied up at five or tied up at two. Excuse me. You got to mm-hmm. go to game five tied up at two. One hundred percent. With it completely. All right. We will be. Um, so when when. <laughs> Saturday, Saturday's game. So you and well, Saturday's game's at seven, right? So I think game mm-hmm. four is at seven. We'll do the post game at, at probably the most respectable hour we've done. I'll, I'll, I won't be. It's a Saturday night for old Declan here, and I'll, I'll be. I'm golfing in the morning. I'm getting my round in in the morning, we'll a Judd. Bit of a nap. Yep, I'll, I'll get my nap in. Probably I've been napping. Every, I'm like a. To- I'm on a toddler no. schedule right now. Are we going to preview Saturday's game? We'll have, to fig- we'll have to figure out a time. I'm about to say you and I, I are going to have an off-mic conversation on how the hell we're going to do that, but with that, we'll, we'll figure that out. If I have to be on hole four with a, with my five iron in hand, I'll, I guess I'll figure that out, right. and I guess fans would actually love to see that probably happen. Oh, and yeah. um, no two naps on Saturday, as, as Rally just says. No, there won't be no two naps for old Declan this time. Nope, just, just a... Just a, just a normal one-nap system um, uh, for Saturday. But, yes, we will. you and Chip Scoggins and myself tomorrow yes, uh, will be breaking points. We'll be breaking the game down on the Mackey and Judge show. You and I will be also doing Purple Daily. We'll be still doing our four questions, and we'll be reading our comments from YouTube for Saturday's show. So we'll have our normal slate of shows plus plenty of Minnesota WoW content. We do know Game 5 in Vegas starts at 930. So that did come oh, down so, this no evening. Surprise. So. No so it's 12.25 Central Time as we're wrapping up right now. We'll be still burning midnight oil with you, hopefully for another week. Hopefully for another week, if not more. At the All very right. least, another week. Get some uh, sleep, folks. And Declan, say your thing that ends every Joe Zaki show. Subscribe to the show and pass shoot score.